Well, I hope this weekend has been uh, relaxing for many of you as we usually get together with families and friends during this Independence Day weekend. I remember when I was younger, uh, I and my friends would spend all our allowance on sparklers and smoke bombs. And uh, just for a few moments of fun, but we thought it was worth it. The grace and the message of our readings today, it's so important that we receive this grace in our present cultural context. And I pray the Holy Spirit would pour down His anointing upon us this morning, that our hearts may truly be open to receive what God is trying to say to us. There are two men whom God sent to reveal His truth in our readings today, Ezekiel and Jesus Christ. Both of them, both of them prophets, but Jesus Christ is so much more than a prophet. Jesus Christ is the eternal Son of God, the truth of God incarnate, the Word made flesh. And this is why Jesus could say what no other person in history could say, I am the truth. I am the light of the world. The truth by which all other claims of truth will be measured. And the Bible tells us that when Jesus came into the world, it was like a light coming into the darkness. And the biblical understanding of that darkness is the ignorant, errant thinking of fallen human beings. And so Jesus comes as this light. But there are all these different reactions to the ones whom God sends to reveal His truth to us. And we see with the prophets of old and with Jesus Christ Himself that this truth is not always welcomed or received. Jesus came to his native town of Nazareth. St. John, who highlights the divinity of Christ, makes the whole world the native place for Jesus. But the response to the truth that Jesus was sent to reveal the darkest moment in history was when it was the prevailing opinion that it was better to nail the light of the world to the cross and to bury him in the ground. But you cannot bury that truth. Resurrection morning. Jesus Christ is like a sun that never sets. His truth continues to shine no matter whether people receive it or not, whether they welcome it 
or not. But where does this rebellious spirit come from that you and I have experienced in our own hearts? Why is it that one of the first words that little children learn is no, and they love to use it? Where does this come from? If we go back to the first man and woman that God created, before they fell from grace, God and His truth always found a welcome in their hearts. But through the deception of the devil, they were hoodwinked into thinking that it was better to think on their own rather than to listen to God and to do His will. And from this original sin was born the first liberated woman and the first liberated man. Now, free from that oppressive obedience to God. This was the lie. But this argument has been used against Christianity many times throughout history. That oppressive Christian religion, all it does is control people. It controls how we think. It stifles creativity, the birth of new ideas. All that Christian stuff is nothing but a slavish, mindless, oppressive, blind obedience. This is the lie. And Jesus comes to undo this lie and to cast out the darkness that it has brought into our world and into our lives. And Jesus does it not by doing his own thing, not thinking for himself. Jesus redeems us by doing always and everywhere the will of his Father. He did not want to do his own thing because he knew and trusted that the will of God held his perfect and best good although we have a hard time trusting that ourselves. I began to truly live, to know the joy and the peace of Jesus, and to know the freedom of the children of God when I stopped thinking for myself, when I stopped looking to the popular opinions of the culture for the source of truth. When I stopped looking at the talk shows and the news on the radio and the TV for the source of truth. When I stopped looking to political and judicial systems in governments for the truth. When I started looking to God and the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because, my dear friends, here is the key to understanding the great lie. 
It's a failure to distinguish who is the source of the ultimate truths that matter for our life. Just as I did not bring myself into existence, I am not the source of the ultimate truths that matter. The truth about God. The truth about Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. The truth about the church that Jesus instituted and anointed with the Spirit. The truth of the dignity and vocation of every human being. The truth about marriage and family life. The truth about salvation. The truth about what is right and wrong. About what is good and evil. I do not want to think for myself when it comes to these truths. I want God to reveal that truth to me. And when it challenges me, and calls me to change rather than change the truth and to write my own gospel according to Stephen Hoffman, which will always end up becoming a gospel of convenience that suits myself. I will allow that truth to change me. This is the clear message of our readings. When Jesus Christ and that truth comes into our life, will it find an open, welcome heart? Or will it be like the people in Nazareth where they refused to receive it? And Jesus was amazed at their lack of faith. Faith is allowing someone else to lead me and guide me to follow a truth that does not have its origin and source in me, but in God. Jesus Christ, the light of the world, the Word made flesh, comes to us now in the Eucharist. And He wants to find in His native place, our heart, a welcome and an open. May he find that and give us the grace to believe. Amen.